You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I love quarterbacks. Well, you know, it's funny, cuz, because when this was just a 12-team little league, we didn't have enough good quarterbacks. We're a 32-team league, and obviously we don't have enough good quarterbacks. So when we get one, and we know it when we see it, when we see one, we're like, we like, it's like manna from heaven. I know, I don't I don't know what it is. That position, I like pitchers, right? And I I I love, you know, I love watching a really good point guard. But man, quarterback is the best. Like I watching someone play that position with the rifle arm, the footwork, like watching their footwork is just amazing. Welcome, by the way. It's yeah, another episode of our all NFL All City Network podcast. Brian Baldinger. Mm-hmm. Baldy. <clears throat> I'm Cuz Anthony Gargano. And uh we gotta talk about quarterbacks today because there's some incredible performances. Top of the list is the Rook from Ohio State. Now, before we talk about C.J. Stroud, let me ask you. Yeah. Let's go back because you're a draft, Nick. Yeah. Like, we love the draft. We geek out. We're, we always geek out, as you can see. But going into it, what was your quarterbacks? Well, I kept coming back to C.J. Stroud. Did you really? Yeah. And, and, and part of it, honestly, was just physical structure. Yeah. Just he was just bigger and stronger than Bryce Young. Just a bigger frame. And, you know, I've been around a lot of different quarterbacks, you know. Um, I was around Jim Kelly. He, he you know, he, he could have played linebacker at University of Miami. I just, you know, I was around Roger, you know, I was around Roger Staubach after he retired, but I got to know Roger. You know, he was an athlete, but he was big, you know, played a lot of basketball. I just been around, I just felt like Quarterbacks in today's world, as much as you're sitting there by yourself and you're going to get hit, I felt like the structure of Bryce, even though he was talented and even though he was sudden and with his movements and accurate, I just felt like in the NFL game, because even if you're at Alabama, outside of LSU, maybe a couple players at Mississippi State, just like you're not going to get tattooed the way you're going to get tattooed in the NFL. And hits add up to a quarterback. And we've seen it over the course of time. Some quarterbacks can handle it. Some learn to not to take the hits. And some survive. Some just have the, the Brett Favre of the world, just have the ability to endure. 
the hits, Eli Manning. But they were big, and they were strong. And even Peyton, you know, you, you looked at him from the waist up, and he had a concave chest. But from the waist down, they were built strong. Yep. Joe yep. Flacco was built strong. Yeah. Like, I felt like— Good base. Good base. So I just felt like C.J. had that. He did have a base. No, you're right. It's funny. I liked, I kept being tantalized by Anthony Richardson at Florida. And he, every time I expected something, you know, he didn't play well, right? Like, you know, every, I think every, I remember talking to some GMs who were like, damn, man, I like him, love his raw ability. So when he came in, I did not expect Anthony Richardson to play as well as he did. I didn't either. Before he got hurt at Indy. And I think Steichen knows he's a terrific coach. He knows what he's doing, the whole thing. But I go back to Stroud. I went, you know, you're right. He has a base. But I remember thinking, man, he kid had a lave. No, no, of course. I mean, you want to talk about wide receiver. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. You know, Marvin Jr., right? Like, he's got, like, receivers just coming out of him. And I and all that space, and I just was like, "Is he going to?" But 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 uh, but that being said, but that being said, whatever we saw at Ohio State throughout the off season, you know, the combine, the the, everything that goes through in the off season, the workouts, like I never saw what he's doing now. I didn't see that. I I didn't know if he could get there to where he's at. But it's happening so now. fast. Right, like, it, like, like right in front of us. It's week nine. We're talking about a week nine game. I know. But this has been going on, not to this degree. Yesterday was a, a totally different no, no, game. I, listen, you're right. I've been following him. I mean, I just – I, I mean, know. he averaged over 300 yards passing in the first four starts. Yeah, yes. But, and, and, but the thing that he's doing is he's elevating everybody around him the way only some marquee quarterbacks can yes. do. Yes. Like Nico Collins is a guy that's been there – like, some of these Michigan guys, just because of the way Harbaugh runs the ball and physical and tight ends and all the stuff he does, you don't really see how good they are. these yeah. receivers yeah. are. Yeah. So, Nico Collins. They go block, but you don't know. That, yeah. You don't know. Because you're, you're not getting a lot of – it's not Ohio State. You're yeah. just throwing it down the field. So, it's a different style of football. How about that Tank Dell? Tank, so, Tank Dell, you know, comes out of a, a you know, a, a Dana Holgerson's the, the, the coach at, at Houston. Just won another big game this week. Dana's a good coach. He is. But you're going to throw the ball a lot at Houston, okay? So Tank Dell's third-round pick right from Houston, right in their backyard. This kid, is it's everything that you want in a smaller receiver. The quickness, the celeb- the separation, the, the route running. I mean, the guy is just born. Like, he's born to be in the system. And they're fine. And they signed Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Who was a good tight end in Dallas. I don't know that we thought he was an elite player. More maybe as much a blocker as he was a receiver. But like he exploded on Sunday. Exploded. Like he looked like he was unstoppable. He did. He he really did. But it goes back because you're right. He's been doing this quietly. Yes. For the whole year. And I, I can't catch my eyes. I'm like, man, I like that Houston team. They're a fun team to watch. The whole thing. But what he did on Sunday was, I mean, so special. I mean, let's talk about some of his plays. I mean, the, the thing that I can't get over with Stroud is the foot, his footwork, right? His feet, the per, like his feet, it's, I mean, dancer's feet, like 
Some well, of the stuff he's doing. He's mechanically very good. Oh, my God. And his God. arm is just elite. So, like, just. You knew he had an arm, but not anything he had footwork like this. No. But, like, if you. Like, if you just look at this throw to Dalton Schultz, okay, it's fourth and nine. It's fourth and nine. They're down 23 to 22. Tank Dell comes in motion. All right, so they're a two-by-two two set. All right, and they're on the right hash. All right, so he takes the, the snap from a rookie center here. All right, and Dalton Schultz, like, really, like, he's looking. Like he, look, look, look how bouncy. Look how, look how perfect. Boom, boom, boom. Like Look that at the release. Slides. Look at the release. The release is beautiful. It's a cannon. It's, it's, it's so tight yeah. and quick. And then the location. And it's right through the window. Look at, look at, look at. He throws through that window, that crowded window. Now, Dalton Schultz puts a low move at the top here yeah. against Carlton Davis. But the ball has to be low and away from the defender. Yeah. And the ball is low and away from the defender. It's just inside the goal line. It's a perfect throw. And it's fourth route. and nine. Yeah. It's fourth and nine. Like, they don't win this game if they don't convert this right here. They don't win the game. I mean, look at this. This is to win a game. You want to talk about money. I mean, my God, what a throw. How about this touchdown throw to Tank Dell? Like, this is oh, – dude. They're at the 29-yard line here. And they're in kind of a stack formation at the top, but it really becomes a bunch. Schultz is fixing it. And you watch Tank Dell here. Like, you watch that little stutter. Like, all he does is just – and the, the corner's staying on top of him, but then he explodes right past him. Boom. And now, well, look when the ball's released. Like, look where he's at. The, the corner is still on top of Tank yeah, Dell. Yes, he is. When I, but he's throwing it to a spot. Yeah. Now, watch Tank Dell go get it. Oh, my God. Look at that throw. It's sick. <laughs> fantastic. That's that's fantastic. That's quarterback. And by, by the way, that Carlton Davis now, he's won a Super Bowl. Yes. Like, he's a, he's been a celebrated corner. It's not like he's a My slouch God. out there. Like, Tank Dell, like a little stutter and go, but the throw was thrown so much before that. Like, that only can be done. Let me see he, it again. Let me see it again. Like, the, like where he's throwing the ball. All right, he's – so let's think about this, right? He's – Look how low he is. He's, like. uh, his form is so beautiful. Tank Dell's at the 15 when he throws it. Think about this. He throws it, stop it, right? Let it go. Boom. So he's about the 13-yard line, and he throws it to the back of the end zone. Yeah. Like almost three-quarters into the end zone, he makes the throw, and it's just a beautiful throw, like a raindrop. Oh. But look at, like, you know, there's there's really – like, look, we see quarterbacks underthrow this. Throw it to the, too far to the outside. Oh, my God. Airmail it. Yeah. Airmail it past the end zone, and you miss that shot. Like, this is – these like, you know, look, Tampa had the lead. Like, they're playing with the lead. Like, he's just making one throw after another. Like, this throw right here, this is the first first play of the third quarter – or the first play of the third quarter for him. And, like, this play, it's a speedo route. So, you get – uh, motion across its max protection, and he's waiting for these deep shots to get down the field. Yeah. Tank Dell, along with Look Noah at Brown. Boys, man, look at this play. So this play, explain this play, because it's a thing of beauty. Well, they how have the design is. Well, they have three motions. Tight end goes across to one side, then they bring the fullback across to the other side, and then they fake it to the back motor singletary. Meanwhile, they need time right here, so it's max protection, eight man protection. For Noah Brown and Tank Dell to get down the That's field. That's great protection. And so it's a three deep coverage, but Noah's running the dig. 
Tank Dell comes back, though, and alertly picks off the corner, the safety. And Noah Brown goes 75 yards ah. for a touchdown. And the ball's thrown on a rope. It's perfect. I mean, perfect it's, throw. I mean, my guy, that, that thing's the Stroud of Turin. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 really like this touchdown throw to Nico Collins. Stroud of Turin. So the first Make touchdown. Make sure you use that, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this first touchdown, it, it's it's a they're they're at the uh, they're at the 15, 14 yard line. They have three tight ends on the field, and they're in motor singletary is in pistol formation. But all the way outside the numbers is Nico Collins against Jamel Dean, and there's all that space in the middle. They, the, the 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 Bucks are playing run all the way. They've got ten guys to stop the run, and right here Nico Collins run this quick slant, and in stride uh-huh. he put it right on his inside hip. Neither defender. I mean, that's the Wild West. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Look at that. Look at that. Look at him. Like, but look at just the. Uh, look at that. Look at that motion. He, like, he, uh, look at how he generates power, though. Yeah. With the throw. Between two defenders. Like, look, look at how they're oh, yeah. in his face. And he they, that window on in stride. Yeah. That was beautiful. Oh, my and, you know, God. But I was, saying, but I was talking about this Nico Collins. What a you know? throw. Like, he's their number one receiver right now. I think he's got six touchdown catches, yeah. five or six, either way. But he's their number one receiver. And he's averaging um, the league best 18.8 yards a catch, something like that, yeah. better than anybody. And so, look, he's been on the roster for two years. But they don't have a quarterback over the last two years. They got a quarterback. So, my point is, the quarterbacks make these receivers. Uh, it makes them. It does. Now, so let's think about this. Conversely... Because we're watching this a game of beauty, and it's just the way he's playing is just beautiful. So, what do you see out of Bryce Young right now? Now, obviously, but listen, I will say this: Houston can protect. Yeah, Houston's lines playing well. Yeah, I mean, Laramie Tunsil is an elite player. Yeah. I, I, I said this to Laramie on a show the other day. I said, you know, the frustrating thing about me watching you is you make everything look so damn easy. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I mean, it's yeah. the same set. Like, and, he, yeah. and he's a real stickler on t- t- fundamentals and techniques. He literally sets the same, like, every set. Like, he, he's never late. Um, his hands are always in the right place. I mean, he's just a fundamentally sound player. Um, and so, you know, he's got the backside. He's got a rookie center. Like, they, but they've invested in their offense line, and they're, they're playing well together. They're not running the ball the way they want to right now, so they're relying on his arm. But, you know, Tank Dell, Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz, like, he's got – you don't need six or seven guys. You need three or four guys. And you just, you know, you just feed them. You just keep feeding these guys. And they're all involved. Yeah, it's amazing. So what are you seeing from Bryce Young in Carolina? Well, he's got, he got hit a lot. He's gotten hit a bunch. He, he, going back to the And that's why I brought up the Houston line compared to like, Carolina. You know, they have not played well up front. They didn't play well in preseason. He got hit a lot. But that's, but, you know, he's a tough guy. Like, he takes these hits. But, you know, he threw the two pick sixes yesterday. Uh, to Kenny Moore, you know, where uh, I think some of the defenses are, are fooling him a little bit. He's a little quick in reading some of these coverages. And I don't think he's seeing the field quite as well. But part of it is I don't know how well he sees at his size back there. I just don't know. And he's not fluty where he's just running around. That He wants to win from the pocket. But it's, it's, it's hard to see in the middle of the field at that size. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before about just – 
And I would say this. They have one legitimate receiver in Adam Thielen. Yeah. Like, if the voters go to Thielen, I mean, there's other guys that are there. You know, Jonathan Mingo's a young guy, and they've got some young tight ends. But honestly, I mean, Thielen is having a career year because he has to. Yeah, he gets every target. He gets. It seems like that sometimes. Yeah, it feels that way. You know, and that's what it is. All right. Uh, we got to talk about Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. This third and eight with four minutes to go to say He's coming up to the offensive line here in Atlanta. All right. You know the fans are on their feet, right? He's changing the whole play. The, the guy next to him is C.J. Ham. He's the fullback, personal protector. Dalton Reisner is the left guard. He's going to tap the center right here. And they have a three-man rush at him. And, like, this – like, here comes – he makes this throw on the Robinson, run. Look at that. First down, nine yards yeah. after he changed the play. Look at that. That's – now, this is a guy who is coming off the plane. Like, this is something – now, that's completely fascinating. And this is where I need you, Professor Bull. Yeah. All right, how difficult it is – you're a quarterback. You you don't know the system. You don't know the playbook. You don't know the people. You don't you talk about not knowing who certain receivers guys you're throwing to. You don't know who they are. I don't even know the names. All right. So talk about this because people think, oh, just trade for a quarterback. No, no. Okay. So here the first thing and the reason why. Oh, by the way, to start two weeks ago, Atlanta was so, the ninth ranked defensive football, and they were uh, they were the number three red zone defensive football. Like they got talent. Okay, but the first thing a quarterback or anybody that's got to go get plugged in, the first thing you learn on offense are the protections. How am I being protected? If they come with this safety blitz right here, are we turning it? Are we um, throwing hot off it? Does the back chip? Like, what are we doing? So the first thing Josh wants to know is how am I protected if they do certain things, if they go blitz zero, if they put safeties up in the line of scrimmage, do I have the freedom? Do we squeeze it, let the outside guy come for So you go through, you sit down with Kevin on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and you're going through all these different scenarios. The offensive game plan is put in for Jaron Hall, rookie out of BYU. Like he's getting the reps, but he's getting, but he's doing mental reps all week long in practice too now. The walkthroughs, the actual practices, the meetings, he's getting a lot of mental reps. How do you call this? We used to call it jet. What do you call it? Okay. We, we, they ran play action down the goal line to um, Alexander Madison for a touchdown. This is what we called it in Arizona. What do you call it? So, Which is another thing. The, the jargon, it, it it's va- different. It's it different. Varies. Like if you go levels, what someone will call levels is completely different in one place than the other. Yeah. So, and then there's specific plays how you tag a play. Yeah. So it could be um, – you know, two jet flanker drive, and then it could be you could tag it at the end with an F or an X, okay, where they're gonna run a dig off of it or whatever it might be. So you can tag it. So that he could understand. Okay, he'll understand who's the X, who's the Y. So, you know, you've got a lot of new players on this offense. You know, Jordan Addison has now stepped up in Justin Jefferson's role. Okay, KJ KJ Osborne has kind of shifted. So you have different people, and then Hawkinson is your flex. He's your Y, he's your flex, he's your F. So, like, you're watching this right here, and um, this is uh, Brandon Powell, number four. All right, he comes in motion right here. And, like, 
All right, he steps right into the eye of the storm here. Oof. All right? Like he's got now, but he breaks the pocket here, yeah. but his eyes are up. And he kind of fakes like he's going to throw fake, it, yep. but he's got nothing. Like the, the Falcons are doing a great job of plastering T.J. Hawkinson and Powell. But, I, like, he turns the corner on this linebacker here, all right? And now he's like, he takes to the distance for I, an 18-yard touchdown. Like, how does that, how does he get out of that? Like, that's that was amazing. But he did a lot of that in Arizona. Like, they, they actually ran the ball pretty well in Arizona. Like, they just couldn't. What happened in Arizona was they were terrible in the fourth quarter, and then they'd get worn down, and they couldn't they couldn't convert, like, key fourth downs in big yeah. games where they just didn't have a good play for it. You know, well, you know so let's go back, all right, because we started in the middle with you guys. So we go back to start the game. Hall is the starter, right? He gets knocked out. So it comes Dobbs. Like, he wasn't supposed to play, obviously. Give him a, let him learn the whole thing. He's forced into action, and it doesn't start well for him. Well, his opening series, he ends up getting sacked in the end zone by Calais Campbell. Like, he takes a safety. Remember the score was like 5-3 to three yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. at one point, then 8-3. to you know, three. Yeah. But he takes a sack early in this game right here. Like, he's he really doesn't. He, he steps up like you're supposed to. It's not a bad pocket, but he's got no place to go. So he tries to escape, but Clayus Campbell takes him down for safety. And then, like, literally the next series, like, it's another situation where it's a play action. All right, he fakes it, and he's stepping up in the pocket, and they've got a three-receiver out uh, to one yeah, side of the field. So open. half field read. Yeah. But Atlanta does a good job of boxing the, the cross. and like So he's sitting there, and he's like, now he's trying to escape. And Arnold Ebikati like hits him, pops the ball out, and it gets re- recovered by Lorenzo Carter, and they're going nuts in Atlanta. They're down on the one yard line, you know, and like he's turned the ball over, safety fumble, re- fumble return, you know. So you wonder like it wasn't a great start. Now, well, Atlanta, by the way, didn't punch it in. If I'm correct, and right, they didn't. They kicked a field goal. Yeah, yeah, so it was like eight to three. Yeah. Well, how come? By the way, just as an aside, because we'll get right back to Dobbs. But where's Bijan out there? I mean, he outran Bijan. Bijan has been almost, except for a couple of games, he's been pretty invisible. Like he really, it's like they don't really know how to use him. Yes, it's it's, it's and a I little felt bizarre. The same way with Pitts. Yeah, last like, year. Like. I listen. I know that my mind wasn't playing tricks on me with Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched him in Florida. I mean, that kid. What? Well, he's a Philly kid, you right? Know. But but what? How come you can't figure out how to use these kids? I don't know. I think they. I think there's. I don't know exactly what Arthur Smith is doing. It's hard to because it changes week to week. Yeah. But it's like they don't really know who they are, and they, they you know they, they they can't get the quarterback thing straightened out. So Heineke's in. Um, Ritter was hot and cold, and when he was bad, he was bad. The defense played good for the most part, but um, they, you know, they're losing games like this. Like, they shouldn't have lost this game on Sunday. Nah. There's no way. Nah. Anyway, so l- let's get back to it. So Kevin O'Connell's in Dobbs's ear, right? Like, obviously, yeah. you know, you got the communication up until, what, 15 seconds? 15 seconds. So, what, like, take us through, Professor Baldy, on – you know, what's what's the conversation like? So, even like this play, they're down on the two-yard, they're down on the three-yard line. It's third and three. 
And it's, it's kind of like a, a play action to Madison, boot, roll right. So he's going to come out and he's going to roll to his right. You can see C.J. Ham, the fullback. He's done, it's like a YY look. He's just going to seal inside. So they're building a little wall for him to get outside. And it's just a flat route for Madison. Like he's reading deep to short. So Tristan Jackson, number nine, is being doubled by Atlanta. I don't know why. I've never seen Tristan Jackson play in a game yet. <laughs> like he might have, but I don't remember making a play. But they're doubling him. So the corner is not even looking at the play. So, like, really what Kevin's saying is, like, look, we, you're going to have a three – you're going you're gonna to read one, two, three. You're going to have a drag on the backside, okay, by Jordan Addison, who's digging to come across the field. All right? You're going to have an intermediate in Tristan Jackson, and you're going to have – so you got layered looks here. All right? So you got deep, short, middle, or deep, middle, short. You just read it on the run, Okay? And he's got leverage to Madison. It's an easy throw. So he's saying to himself, look, boot action. You're going to roll right. We're going to seal for you. C.J. Ham knows the protection. All right? And you're going to have options. Just read it. And if, you, if it's there to run, take it. If it's not, if it's third down, he's probably telling him, look, it's third and three. If you don't make it, we're going for it on fourth. All right? So, like, you make a good decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? But he, Madison's wide open. They, he's got leverage. And he gets it to him. But, you know, if Madison wasn't open, if he tripped, he fell, if they covered it, like, he's being chased by, I don't know, Calais Campbell right there. Like, he'll outrun Calais. I, I got to tell you, I, I like him. I mean, we've always, we, you know, you've had, you know that soft spot for Dobbs. And, you know, been around. He, he's, a, he, I mean, that was an impressive performance. So, it's interesting. Um, I know who Josh was coming out of Tennessee. But I was involved in an app. Okay. We, there was a gaming app that I was involved with. I remember this. So it, it, you know, and so we had, it was a trivia app. So we had trivia questions. So I was like sports, football. We had Cuzzo app. So, so <laughs> we, so it was, and it was a gaming where money, money was being won every right, night. Right, right. So his thing was, you know, he's an aeronautical engineer. So he was doing things about like space, you know, distance to the sun. Like he would have, so he came up with his own hundred questions about space. So he, we would host our our site, you know. So we would we'd be the host, and we would we'd have ten questions. You play ten questions, and it was for time, and it was for money. So we, you know, we're we're all taping these shows, like we're taping twenty shows at once, right? So it's like a live day, cameraman. We're like being fed these questions, and like my mind is being fried, literally fried, right? <laughs> like I like I'm supposed to know this stuff off the top of my head. I don't have a teleprompter. I'm like I'm messing up. Like some of these questions, Josh Jobs, he never, he never messed up once. It was like his ease, like, and he's not a TV guy, but he was just like, he's talking about space. He knew space like he knew the offense, you know? And so it was like, it was just fascinating to see him work and see, you know, because you learn about people, how their minds work, how quickly yeah, they yeah, work. Yeah. So I think like the way his brain synapses, yeah, it synapses very quickly. Yeah. Like I think he could yeah, the absorb. Process, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make he's. It doesn't mean he's smarter than this guy or that guy. He just processes, I think, things very quickly. Yeah. Listen, which by the way is a gift if yes. you're play quarterback yes, in the NFL. Is. You're right. So it, it's a, it's a gift. It's a gift. Some people have it. Some people never get it. Some people it's a curse. You know. Some people overcome it. But yes, it, it is. It, it would be one of the top three things you would want to have if you have to play quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go from quarterbacks to coaches. 
So, Bully, the Raiders, now, look, I know that the Giants are a mess mm-hmm. and they lose Daniel Jones and the whole thing, but the Raiders played well and they played like they had fun yesterday. Yeah. Now, is that a direct correlation to Antonio Pierce? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's yeah. a direct correlation because nobody was happy in that building with Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler. They weren't happy with any of it. The Patriot way, it, it, like we, we I, I said it from the outside. Like you can't. Like I remember this when Mike Ditka left Dallas to go to Chicago. You know what he did? He took everything Landry did, and like we used to do chin ups uh, and run two laps before every practice. Landry, we were working our grip strength, right? And we'd take two laps to start every practice. Well, when Ditka went to Chicago, he did the same thing. I'll do what Landry did. Landry, he's the greatest coach, prepare, all that. Yeah. You know Steve McMichael, Dan Hampton, within, like, literally three months, they're like, screw you, Ditka. We're the Chicago Bears. We hit the Chicago Cowboys. And there was, like, a revolt. Was there really? There was, like, a revolt. With Iron on. Mike? With Iron. There was a revolt. And Mike had to change. Like Mike had like, you, this is we're not we don't want to be the Dallas Cowboys. We're the Chicago Bears, and we think we, you know Buddy Ryan was their coach. Buddy was their coach. That's who they they played for. Buddy. Now not, I'm not here to diss Mike. Yeah, Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike had his strengths, but he had to get through that period of okay. This is the cow. This is all I knew. You know I, I I'm I'm, play, I'm playing for Landry, and you know I'm coaching with Landry. I'm learning how to coach. Like I'm I'm getting my um you know I'm getting my sea legs here with Landry preparation all this stuff. And he brought that to Chicago. I, mean, I remember at a golf tournament where Bears and Cowboys were all there. And I'm listening to these guys, um, you know, Mark Bortz and some of the guys up front. And they're telling me, like, man, there was – like, we had to change the, we had to change him. And they did. And so I'm just really? using that. No, like, it's a great – it's so interesting of an example. So you can't – through you're telling me, which has been a truism, Belichick doesn't travel. No, it, it doesn't. But just the idea that because it worked here really well, okay, at the highest level for two decades, doesn't mean that it's going to transfer. Like, some, every team has their own different chemistry. Right. So you can't be a, a flat line, you know, it's going to be this, this is the way we do things. Like, okay. You know, and, but then the personnel was, well, we'll just take Patriot players. Like, they've all, Patricia did that. Like, all these guys, we'll just take Patriot players. They know the system. They know how to Deron Harmon. You know, we'll take Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll just take guys that, you know, um, Jacoby Myers. We'll just take all these guys that know our system. It's almost like I remember when Billy O'Brien, you know, went to Houston. And he, he was giving all the quarterbacks there, including Deshaun Watson. But all the guys he had there, it's like giving them Tom Brady's playbook. Like, there's only one Tom Brady. Like, he's got two decades of information in his head that he could go to. So, I... I like, I think the players were sick of the whole thing. And I think, like, I, like okay, so they, they played yesterday. Two weeks ago, they went to Chicago. And the Bears were playing better as a, as a right. team. But the Raiders had won two in a row. Badgett was, they got to give. Tyson Badgett, yeah. So, so anyways, they're, um, they get blown out by Chicago. Yeah. And it was awful. And, like, and I'm just watching, I'm just sitting here in a film room just watching it going, there is zero energy by the Raiders. They're walking off the field. The body language stinks. It's another missed third down. The quarterback's turning it over. Like, it was awful. It was awful football. Same thing against the Lions. Yes. It was, it was terrible. 
So, you know, you're looking at this thing, and, you know, when Mark Davis was watching that Monday night game in Detroit, because he's saying to himself, here's Dan Campbell in his third year, and they're building something with young talent, a quarterback that said nobody could do it, but he believed in a quarterback. And he's, but the one thing about Jared is he's been healthy. Like, he lines up and he plays every, every week. So that's the difference. With, but they also believe. They like, believe them. They, and they love that. They love Dan. They like, love Dan. So, you know, he's, he's had to change coaches. He's had to change some things. You know, the, you know, Deuce was there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they went with Ben Johnson. So, you know, not everybody stayed. Not everybody. Like, he's had to make changes along the way. But I think Mark Davis is sitting there in, in, at Ford Field. And he's watching the Lions. In every way, from the energy they played with to the young talent that they had to the execution, and he's watching his team just get mopped up. And he's like, there's something wrong. Like, we, we're not – because nobody's ever really as bad as they look or as good as they look, for the most part. And they look really bad. And I think Mark Davis said, we, we can't play no, – and, and he's – the contrast is right there. We want to be the Lions. This is what I thought we were building. You know, we're going to build through the draft. We're going to get Tyree Wilson and all these guys. And then you look at them, and they're nowhere close to Detroit. now. So they make the change. So, you know, there's other guys there, Patrick Graham. There's guys that are there. You know, they go with Antonio Pierce. So you, so you heard the speeches this week straight out of Compton. I don't even know. But, yeah, I do. I love I'm a giant. He, he, he's been the best middle linebacker the Giants I have mean, had. He was, he's terrific. Yeah. So, but he spoke to him. The way players need to be spoken to. Yeah. Like, just direct. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, make them responsible. Yeah, no, no BS. No BS. That's it. None of this. Not like, no coach speak. No promises. Yeah, yeah. No coach speak. Just from yeah. the heart. Come on, you mother fathers. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I, I think he, he was like, I got one chance here to, to win the collective group of this team. And I'm not doing it in any way that they did it before. I'm going to do it my way. And... If they rally behind me and we play with energy and Josh Jacobs gets cooking and Max goes yeah. nuts and, all right, maybe we can build something. But I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to say it in my words, my way. Now, I don't think they have elite talent. Like, I think it's missing in certain areas. But, you know, he went with the rookie quarterback who played extremely well in preseason. He did. Now, and Aiden O'Connell's an interesting guy, though. You know, you love quarterbacks. Yeah. So, you know, he, walk, he basically walks on at Purdue. Okay. So, you know, he come and he was the eighth quarterback. Like he he worked he worked his way up through the lowest part of the practice squad to become the starter. In the last two years, he he had two five hundred yard passing games in the Big Ten. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. I don't think Drew Brees did did that at Purdue. Anyways, he he, he put up numbers. So he comes there and I'm watching all these rookie quarterbacks the whole preseason. I'm watching Bryce. I'm watching CJ. I'm watching Anthony Richardson. They're all playing. The guy I kept coming back to was Aiden O'Connell because he played a lot. So he played a lot of football, and you just go, wow, like he, he's accurate, right? He, he looks like he's got a feel for it. He does have a feel. Yeah. And, you know, he looks pretty instinctive, but the ball comes out. He doesn't hold it. Like the ball comes out, and it looks like he knows what he's looking at. Now, I know it's preseason and the game planning. I know all that stuff, but he – he still looked like he had a thing. Now, he played some games. He didn't play particularly well, but he had moments. But I think when they said, this is your job, I think the team rallied around him. I think the team said, Josh Jacobs said, I'm going to run the ball better. He ran the ball better than he's running all year. 
All right. We saw it in Philadelphia when Jalen came in for Carson. Yes. They looked different. They like looked they different. ran the ball. That better. first start for Jalen was against the New Orleans Saints. Yes. They were top five defense. Yes. They couldn't tackle him. He changed the whole energy. Yeah. And so I remember that year, because it's interesting, you know, not to get off on Philly, but they ended up 4 11 1 that year. I remember how he was saying, and Andy White was there and guys that were in front office, we're never going to be 4 11 1 again. Like it's a mentality. And so I, I almost feel like. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, they got good leaders on the team. They know what winning football looks like, feels like, and what you got. They just know it. And so I think those guys said, we're, we're so happy that certain people are out of the building right now, and we don't have to listen. Because I heard this from players, that one at one point Antonio had criticized the Patriot way, and Josh called him out. Like, be careful about what you say about the Patriot way. He won all these... Like, he didn't care. Like, he just he just said, spoke his mind. But I was saying, like, you just can't duplicate things that worked in one place and make it work in the other. Well, they were also, I mean, from you read the accounts, and they were begging him to have a little fun. He was wound so tight. So it's interesting you say that, Coz, because I, I played with coaches that are wound tight like that. And this is what they do all week. They got, like, there's, there's sphincters like this all week, right? They're walking around. Like, nobody knows if they're allowed to fart, have fun, tell a joke. Nobody knows anything, right? So they walk around like this all week. And you know what their pregame speech is? Let's go out and have fun. Have fun? fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it never works yeah, in football. Yeah, let's have fun. Okay. Yeah. All right, because we had so much fun all week yeah. in the building where I had to keep both feet on the ground during the film study. And it's not just the players. It's the whole building. Yeah, man. The coach gives you the whole mood. No, but he like, it, but the tone. secretaries feel like yeah. that. And the cameramen and the people that film practice, they all feel it. Like this heaviness. Like the only, the only fun you have is if you can find a way to win a game. So, I, and, I, and I remember it was interesting. Lane, Lane Johnson said after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, about it. We had fun doing it. Like, we had a good time. And here's the truth of the matter. They may have not won another one. They were back last year. And they were bossing around the whole time. The Eagles have been good. Yeah. All right? Eagles have been one of the best teams in the NFL. And they had fun doing it. Yeah. Well, we know what it is. They like to practice. Like, it's not practice isn't a chore. Right. Practice isn't something that they don't look forward to. In fact, during that Super Bowl, players wanted to put the pads on. And, like, let's let's be as crisp as we need to be. Like, they, Brandon Graham and Fletcher and Lane, like, let's get after. And, you know, Chris Long was a part of that. Like, they had great leaders on that team. Malcolm, like, all the guys that were there, like, they wanted, if you wanted to be part of the Eagle culture, you had to like to practice. So, uh, here's what I don't think any of us understand. It works forever, right, with Belichick. It works forever. I mean, 20 years. Now, I get the Brady factor, and mm -hmm. I'm not discounting it because Brady's Brady, best ever. But it worked. Mm -hmm. And not one of his assistants works. Mm -hmm. I mean. Remember Mangini? Yeah, Mangenius. Mangenius. Like, he goes to New York. I remember being in that building in New York when he was there. I'm not here to criticize Eric. No. But I remember, like, everybody. Like, I'm, I'm friends with all the people that are still in that building. I'm, in fact, I'll be up there on Wednesday. Like, the people that ran social media, TV, like, they're all still up there. Secretaries, like, they all were on pins and needles. 
And Mangini, like, honestly, like, you have him in a production meeting, and he stopped talking when you stopped asking him a question. Never just, yeah, like, yeah, cut yeah, the, yeah. you know, I, I, I mean, I've had Andy Reid come into a production meeting <laughs> one time. <laughs> one time, I was critical of, of Donovan and how he was playing. And I'd, wrote an, I'd written an article on uh, Sporting News Magazine. Andy comes into the production meeting, and he's got the magazine. He's got the Sporting News Magazine. And he doesn't even shake my hand and say hello to me. And he takes the article and rips it out of the magazine and folds it up and he goes, that's what I think. So then he goes into what, what, what you know, Donovan needs to do and all that. And, and he did. They turn it around up in Buffalo. But, you know, like, you, you know, you, you get to know these guys. Yeah. You get yeah. to know them. Like, we're not yeah. the enemy. Right. You know? And well, so, especially a guy like you that understands what the inside of a room is. Yeah. And those with the eyes, the, the skies look insane. So I played for an interim coach. Brian Meyer got fired uh, in Indianapolis one year. Our, our defense coordinator took over. And you get an initial pop. Sometimes, not all the time, but you get an initial sure. pop, different different energy, different way of doing things, different practice. Like, you're excited about almost like a new beginning. Right. It's the Wall Street term. Is it a dead cat bounce? Yes. Or right. is it something real right. that's sustained? So that's what we're going to be watching going forward with this, you know, with this Raiders team. Like, is it sustainable? You know, but I have a feeling that it was so toxic there that this the bounce is going to continue to bounce. Okay, so, and it's interesting. I watched, you know, I saw New England play Sunday. And, I mean, I watch Mac Jones, and I see a kid who's tight. Yeah. Like, I see a kid who's so afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. Like, Mac Jones is not bad. Mm -hmm. And I think he's playing tight. And I, I wonder, I you know, I, I, look, I, I don't disagree. If you're looking, you know, from our thousand yards away, right, <clears throat> outside, um, only he would tell us that if he would tell it. You know, if he's even a, because he had said some things last year about the offense coordinator, and it got back, you know, to the to the chief, and they didn't like it. But you know, players aren't happy. They're not happy. You know, if if, if the, the mood isn't right, if the the buzz, the feel in the locker room isn't right. Like, it's going to come out the way you play. It's just going to come out in the way that you play. Like, we're all, we all need to be led. We all need to be motivated. Some, like, Max Crosby doesn't need a whole lot of rah-rah speeches to go play the way he plays. But not everybody's Max Crosby and can just self-start themselves and want to be the best ever. But players need to be challenged, you know? And that's... There's also a way to deal with guys. Like, And yes. I think we, we... Let's face it. This has been a time of change over the last mm -hmm. decade to 20 years, right? Like, you know, we talk about generational stuff, but but this whole nonsense of hyper negative and you can't coach you by suck fear. and you stink and I, I'm going to make you run and whatever, all that barking, guys go like this and they just tune you out. Yeah. Like, I, and it, and it all walk of life. I listen. I work for people that were antiquated, that didn't understand that, you know what? You want to really reach people? You need to sprinkle in some honey. Mm -hmm. No, you got to push. <clears throat> you got to make you gotta, it fun. You got to push and you got to pull. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a delicate balance. You gotta, and, and everybody's different. So everybody has different buttons you can push. You, there's certain guys you can call out in front of the room, and you'll set the example. But they have the metal to, to handle it. 
They got uh, the backbone to and, handle and it. I, I, I just, but you can't do that to everybody. No, and, and it's, I think it's the needles move too. But like it, but, it, but but I think like and it's it have, football's microcosm of society. No, it is. no, but you know, <clears throat> look, are, are kids more sensitive to that? Yeah, like they're on social media. They don't want to be called out. They don't want to all that kind of like they don't want their laundry being aired in public by you know coaches or whatever. But I do think that um, it comes down to knowing your players right. inside and out, getting to know your players, because there are some players you can ride and push harder than others. There just is. And then there's some that just don't respond to that. And you got to know that. Yeah. You know, like like Darius Slay couldn't stand Matt Patricia. No, right. he <laughs> no, he couldn't stand him. Like, it was like, it, it just didn't work. And Slay is a great teammate and a great player. Like, you want him on your team. But you can't, you can't have Slay turn on you. Like, you can't do that. Like, that doesn't do anybody any good. No, and listen, there, it goes back to ego, right? Because... Certain, you know, thinking. Listen, you're a head coach in this league. I get it. You got, you got the big ego. You got the whole thing. But there are times when you're trying to deal with players that you got to check it, man. You just do. Mm-hmm. You got, you got to like, you know. I watch a guy like Sean McDermott, who his players like him, mm-hmm. right? They respect like, him. They they like him and they respect him. Mm-hmm. And they go, you know what? I'll play. They play for him. Whatever. Forget about. Wins, loss, Super Bowls, all, they play hard for it. Mm-hmm. Look at hardball. Mm-hmm. Look at that Baltimore team. Like, you know, people, I had a laugh. This was about three or four years ago. A guy, I was on a radio station in Baltimore. They'd asked me to come on as a guest. Hey, do you think uh, we should uh, change coaches? I'm like, why? Yeah. You got a great coach in John Harbaugh. Why in the world would you want someone else? There was a scene yesterday, and I, like, I'm announcing a game, so I don't know what happened exactly. But Baltimore is down in scoring position. It's like 37-3. There's like two minutes to go in the game. And I think Harbaugh is ready to put Justin Tucker out there to kick a field goal. And I swear Lamar comes up. I Like, I almost feel like Lamar came up and, like, put his arm around, hey, coach, we don't need it. Like, just let, let's – let's we, we don't have to, like – we don't have to kill him. We don't have to put him in the dirt. Like, we've already won. Like, let's just let up. Like, let's just take a knee. Let's let's go celebrate. I I swear without knowing it. Right. And I'm just all I'm doing is surmising. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like Lamar has like there's like obviously there was I don't know what happened in the offseason with the contract. People could have had Lamar. But this guy is he's just a different He's dialed type. in, man. He, he's he's dialed in. Like he's as hard on himself as anybody. Um so but he is but he's the guy that's having fun. Like he's enjoying it. You can tell that he's having fun. Like when Odell Beckham scored a touchdown the other day, nobody was happier than than Lamar. When that kid, this Keaton Mitchell, ran for a forty-yard touchdown, like Lamar he's was Carolina the, Pirates. Yeah, well, he was the first one to meet him. Was was yeah. Like he's celebrating with these guys. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It is. I mean, that, and that's it's interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. And we kept wondering why is nobody from that tree. You, I think you nailed it. I, I think the Patriot way just doesn't travel. And, and it was amazing, and it worked. And, you know, listen, you know, guys were serious and bought in. It was a bunch. You're going to hear great. more and more. You're going to hear more and more come out of that, especially if they win another week, about just the feel of what they were going through in that locker room and how just the just how fresh – the sounding of Antonio in front of the room 
and how they did things and operated. Yeah. Like, it was palpable. Now, obviously, look, they, they knock out Daniel Jones. Right. Tommy DeVito's gets, in. Yeah, yeah. Like, we saw Clayton Toon against Cleveland. Like, these guys yeah, the can't. Game, the game goes with the guitar. So, like, yes, they got a perfect storm with the opponent, the quarterback. So, you know, the offense can look a lot, take more chances. Like, it's just a different situation. So, like, you have to sort of temper it a little bit, you know, but it's still, you know, look, they're, they get their fourth win. They feel good about it. Let's just see how it carries over. Yeah. It is. I, I love this. The other thing that's so interesting is it's just what the room feels like. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lurie always said, talked about the EQ mm-hmm. and that emotional intelligence. And, you know, I, I look at, like, I love Sirianni. Because Sirianni, he doesn't, like, his players love him. And he doesn't pander, but he has fun. And he pumps them up. And he loves on them. And he'll, he'll get in, there, in your shorts. He does all that stuff. Like, he's got a great temperament. Mm-hmm. At some point. We got to do temperament, like because I, I okay. love Sirianni's temperament. Well, you know, he he look, he's one of those coaches that decided, I'm not calling the plays. I'm gonna have people that call the plays. I'm managing the game, and I feel like some ways, like he's just one of the players out there. Like but Tomlin does that. Tomlin does that. Like I think there's an like you. The, the Eagles never look like they're burning unnecessary timeouts. They never look unprepared. You don't rarely see 12 men on the field. Like they're just. Organized. They look organized. They look prepared. Now they've got great players, but still, like you know, they got a, Kevin Byard comes in off the street. He's playing right away. Like they, you know, they they got to figure out the tight end situation right now. But it, it, they just look well coached. Yeah. You know. No, it's 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 so interesting. All right. Well, we'll see how the Raiders do, and yeah, we'll uh, follow it. We'll we'll especially with Max. Yes. That's, you you nicknamed him the Condor. Yeah. Oh yeah. From and now we'll talk about clothing it. line. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, it, 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 it's his brand. He's the condor, you know. I he love loves it. it. Well, we might have some. Uh, we're, we are going to have some special guests come by. Yeah. Over the next couple of days, so make sure you come and hang with us right here in the meat locker. All right. For Baldy, I'm Cuz. Thanks for hanging. Mm-hmm.